0: You're listening to Robertson Adol Kazilski. Shavua tov, everybody, and uh, welcome to another week of learning Torah on High FM. And of course, we are going through, and today, Shecheyanu, we are completing the longest chapter. Of uh, Tehillim 119, we are going to be doing the letter Taf, which is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And the last eight verses, actually verses 169 to 176. So for the past 22 weeks, I guess with a few breaks in between, because um, this has taken us a good uh, probably six months to finish up, Uh, We are looking at the last eight verses of the Torah where there is a summation of King David's praises um, and uh, using particularly the alphabet to describe, explain, implore, um, elucidate everything that we know about Torah. And the Talmud in the Gemara of Shabbos says that the letter Taf, which is the last letter, Represents the word emes or emet, which is truth because it is the final letter of that word. It is also the final letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And this comes to teach us that truth is the final and the ultimate purpose for all pursuits and all actions. And, um, yeah, sadly, while I was looking at this and preparing for our, our, uh, Talk today, and I'd, I certainly do not want to go into the debates of it. But uh, we know that the last week and a half, Joburg Jury has been rocked by a a, a a a a tremendously painful story. And I'm not here, and I do not want to debate on air the 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 pluses and the negatives, and who's to blame and what's to blame, but merely to point out and to understand that perhaps one of the greatest signs, greatest stamps that a a person should walk around with and particularly a God-fearing person should walk around with is this idea of living with Emmet or MS, living with truth, because this is the ultimate purpose for everything that we are pursuing, everything that we do do in this world, because... We know and we've learned before that God's stamp himself is truth. And we are promised in the Gemara that the man who finds truth will also find the path that leads him to, Hash- to, to God. Hashem is 100% truth. And um, as a Jew, we know that everything that God does, he does for good. Not only does he do it for good, he is good. Meaning that he is truthful, he's reliable, he's a hundred percent honest, and we don't get something coming our way if we don't deserve it. Okay, it's not like the, this, the 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 human courts, this world of sheker of of falsehood, where you can change a person's mind, you can bribe him, you can you can. Uh, you could sweet talk, you can debate, and before you know it, everybody's got questions and everybody's asking and everybody's trying to think maybe it's this way, maybe it's that way, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to God, God's seal is truth. And this is really what a Jew is all about. A Jew is about teaching that truth is the ultimate, that we live very, very congruently with what is what is deserving? Um, what is correct? And uh, there's another explanation that the letter tav, which we'll pronounce tav, ta- tet, tav aleph vav, okay, means desire. The the, the 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 letter tav, when you pronounce it as a word, means desire. And what is that telling us? Is that man's ultimate desire, an all-consuming passion? Must be for truth, and King David kind of like sums it up um, in these these verses. How important it is that a Jew should yearn to come close to God, and you should be doing that through prayer, through 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 conversation with God, because once you have a relationship with God, then you know that. You are on the path to truth, so quite a, like an important one I always seem always marvel at the timeliness of it all and what an important message I believe um has to go out now to 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 ourselves um while we are debating um the painful situation that we that we are finding ourselves in um in, in, in this community that ultimately what has to come out has to be the truth. And we have to do everything that we can to find the truth without collateral damage, without taking things out of context, without speaking and horror, without um, expressing anger, but just to come to the bottom, to come to the truth, expose it and to to commit and recommit to ensure that, as a community, we stand for truth, we stand for honesty, we stand for that 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 which is right, and I think just as a general rule, that is something that each and every one of us need to strive for, need to um, instill within ourselves and instill within our children's that what is needed um is much much more than just, you know, doing things on a superficial level. We have to live with something that is always, always fundamentally rooted in truth. So let's uh, take a walk through the verses of 169 to 176. Let's see what King David has to say. As always, uh, I welcome any WhatsApps, 061 eight nine five one oh one nine or you can SMS on three four five one nine and of course if you'd really like a chat you can call on O one oh one four oh three oh two oh right verse one hundred and sixty nine reads Tikrav Rinati Hashem may my prayerful song approach approach your presence Hashem kitzvarcha havineni, and grant me the understanding in accordance with your utterance. So if we look at the word rina, um, which is translated here as prayerful song. Rina is a song. May my prayerful song approach your presence. The Sforano defines rina as a preparation and introduction to prayer. We know that when one comes forward to to you know um, and needs to speak to a earthly king or queen, you certainly don't just walk up and give your demands first, what you do is you will praise them, you will admire them, you will tell them how important and special they are, and then afterwards you will make your request so this is what King David is doing. he's first saying, "I am coming." To you, Hashem, I'm approaching your presence, Hashem, with Rinati, with my song. I'm first going to recount your praises. I'm going to talk about your attributes, talking about God. And then I will ask for my, um, for what I need, you know, there is a famous verse in Divrei Hayamim in Chronicles. It says, "Lishmoa elharina el that one should, that God should hearken to the cry and to the prayer, which shows that rina comes before Tfila Rina comes before prayer. That one first, God will listen to the rina, to the attributes, and then to the prayer. And I think that this lesson um is not only pertinent when one is um approaching god which we do we we follow this format first we have all the pisuke de zimra we have all the chapters of praise in um the early part of the davening and only then afterwards do do we go into what we are requesting uh from god the rest of the time but i think this lesson um also applies to us On an interpersonal relationship, when one is wanting to ask somebody for something, it goes a much longer way. And the request is much easier fulfilled if one prefaces one's request, one's need with praise. I want to thank you for assisting all the time and, you know, always being there for me and doing X, Y, Z and ABC. I have now a... Um, something that 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 i need to be done that probably will sit much better with the person as opposed to saying hey come on i need you to do this right now so a please a thank you an acknowledgement of the person an acknowledgement of, of 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 the presence of the person and that which the person does for you will go a long long way in uh in getting what is needed, and so we do it exactly like that with God. Tekrav reina lefanecha Hashem. May my pray for may my rina approach Your presence. Then havinani. Then let me understand Your words, and then I can follow Your instructions. I can do what is whatever it is that I need uh, You to do. You're listening to Robertson Adol Kazilski. Welcome back and we are analyzing the last eight verses of chapter 119 of Tehillim of the book of Psalms. The longest Tehillim in the book, the longest Perek, the long, longest chapter in the book. And we just completed verse 169 where we spoke about the fact that one needs first to praise, one needs to first recount um, God's praises and by Extension when we are dealing with people to first recount s- something nice, something good about another person, and then you can ask for your requests. One hundred and seventy follows that theme. Then, so one hundred and sixty-nine says, "May my prayerful song approach you, and let me understand what you what what what, what you want from me, Hashem." One hundred and seventy says, "Tavot lefanecha, kim ratcha hatzileini. Um, may my supplication, t'chinati is a supplication, come before you. Ki rescue me accordance with your word. So this is what happens. You draw close to God with rina, with praise, and then you bring your t'chinati, your, your supplication, your main petition before God. And one of the things we need to understand over here is that primarily David was talking about spiritual salvation. Okay, Um he was he was living on an exceedingly high level and uh, he didn't he wasn't being asked to be rescued from physical threats posed by mortal enemies. But that doesn't take away from the fact that we as mortal human beings, sometimes there can just be physical things that we find very, very difficult to handle. So you're going to ask Hashem, you're going to plead with Hashem. Then let's first show some gratitude towards Hashem. Let's show some gratitude prayer, some praise towards Hashem and then ask Hashem for what it is you you need. And obviously as we said before, this also applies to the person um, when one is speaking one person to the other. But he takes it one more step further. Not only should you say thank you to the person or rather thank you to God and then ask uh, you know, give your supplication before God He's here asking God to rescue him. Okay, why? Because King David was painfully, painfully aware that um, the human experience contains many, many confrontations, contains many, many challenges. And we're always being challenged to choose between what? Between good and evil. We know that this is called Bechira Chofshet, free will. And we exercise this ability every single day of our lives many, many, many times during the day. In fact, it's kind of like part of our, you know, just our our, our day-to-day existence. We don't really pay attention that we're exercising that right. But wherever we find ourselves, we will find ourselves in situations of I need to choose this. Or I need to choose that. I need to decide to go here or I need to decide to go there. Um, And we make many, many choices during the day. Now, one of the things that needs to always guide us is those choices that we are making today. Are they good choices? Are they, more importantly, true choices? One of the things that we cannot, as Jews... Um, use as an excuse 120 years from now When we, um, we go upstairs and we have to give an accounting Is I couldn't, I was forced to It wasn't my fault, this was the situation No God puts our situations like a chessboard He sets up the entire stage And every single prop that is needed for us is there And our only Ability is not to ma- Manipulate the environment around us That which is uh, affecting us But to make the choices that we need To make and so Here King David is asking God That since we do Have this ability of, of, shet, of Free will And there will be many many days I will be confronted with Difficulty I will have to Choose between one way And another I will have to um, I, I'm, I'm going to find challenges along the way. Rescue me in accordance with your word, meaning I'm making a firm commitment to serve you, Hashem. Okay. And i asking you that you pledge to assist me, to rescue me according to your words. So I've just got a... Message in is the sitra acher acher uh, created by Hashem. Thank you, Itzel. Indeed, it is. Everything is created by God. The sitra acher is a Aramaic word for the other side. The other side generally is considered the side of negativity, the side of 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 um, that which works against God in this world. Now, God, in order to give us Free choice had to create One opposed to another One thing opposite to the other So whatever we look at in this world It can either be used for good Or it can be used for negative And God created it that way So that we can exercise our free choice I'm going to give you an example That's just popped into my mind That I was speaking to a Teenager last um, week about about choices. Um, so one of the things that we know is certainly on the world agenda is the threat of nuclear destruct- destruction. Okay, we know that there is a tremendous amount of um, discussion, a tremendous amount of lobbying, etc., etc., um, regarding Iran and uh, North Korea. Uh, because they, they are posing as as huge threats, not only to Israel, not only to America, but to humanity. Because they have got this, um, this element called uranium. They are taking this uranium and they are manufacturing it and putting it through all whatever it is that they're doing in order that it gets attached to missiles, which God forbid they should just only... God forbid, release one of them, it will cause immense, immense destruction um, in the world um, and wipe out a large part of humanity. So we hear about, about it a lot. So you can ask yourself, why did God create elements such as uranium, all these nuclear elements, if they have the ability to destroy It doesn't look like there's a Bechirach of Shitya, it doesn't look like That there's a choice You could go and say there's a choice between Using them and not using Them, but everything that is Created equally opposite has to have Good in it as well, the negative Has to have good in it as well Where can we find That Nuclear energy is Positive Where can we find An equal and opposite force So if you think about it just probably superficially, it's not too hard. Anybody who has been in a uh, radiological setting at a hospital um, and is being wheeled in for an X-ray or a scan or whatever, you will see that one of the doors in the radiology department is called the Department of Nuclear Medicine. Now, I am simplifying this a lot. But essentially, they are taking the same concept. They are taking the same material. They are taking the the manner in which all these nuclear elements work. And what they have done is they have put it through a convoluted, complicated machine. And that which goes through the machine and comes out in the machine allows the doctor to x-ray, to view the human body in a manner that no, no other system allows not x-rays not cat scans not mri's not ultrasounds etc etc and it's a very very big tool it's a very very powerful tool for healing so here we've got Ze umatze we've got a, a, a simple example of whatever has been created can be used for the negative or for the positive, we can have one person that will take this uranium and this nuclear energy and, God forbid, use it for untold disaster, and you can have another person take the very same thing and channel it and use it for healing, for, 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 for the good of mankind. And so each and everything that is created in this world has an equal and opposite force. You can take anything anything, and you can use it for good and you can use it for bad. And so even when it comes to the two spiritual powers, going back to Etel's comment, is the sitra achra created by Hashem. God created the, the sitra de kedusha, the, the holy side of things, and he created the not-holy side of things. And they're there in order that man can use his bechirach of shit. He can use his... Um, his his freedom of choice to choose himself whether to go down the path of Emmet, to go down the path of truthfulness, or to be blinded and choose something that is corrupt. But know that sometimes, most times it can be a very, very difficult choice. And so King David ends off this verse, Ki rescue me, because I have committed myself to you, but I need you, says King David, to come and rescue me from the sitra achra, from the other side, from the yetzahora, um, in accordance with, uh, with the, the, your writings in the Torah and that which you, um, you you, you gave us. So, I'm bringing my supplication before you after I have praised you, but rescue me um, with your words. Even if I try to make the right choice, it says we need siyata deShmaya, we need assistance from heaven in order to get through sometimes very, very difficult situations. Verse 171. Tabana, sifata,,i,kecha. My lips will overflow with praise when you teach me your statutes. This is King David describing, as always, how learning Torah, like, represents for him a, a fountain. It's always overflowing. The word "tabana comes from Novea. Okay, which means that there 's an overflow of sparkling, fresh water. Imagine one is really thirsty, and one needs to drink, and uh, one is given beautiful, cold, sparkling water that 's what Torah is to the soul. The soul remains in a state of thirst and hunger for the Word of God, and when you when When, when I think about your Torah says King David, when I get connected to your Torah, I feel that my lips overflow. With praise, because I am learning your 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 Torah. I'm and and it, it becomes a reciprocal nature because then King David himself becomes a, a fountain that overflows back to the people, back to back into society, and that really is the energetic flow that we have in this world. Either you are positive, you speak positive, and then positive comes into your life, positive things happen, and you are, you continue being positive. The other way is self explanatory. Verse 172 Ta'an Lishoni um, My tongue will proclaim your word. This is um, what is happening over here that um, once you have made a decision and God has saved you and it's all become positive, I then become a teacher for all mankind. My tongue will proclaim. Um my, my tongue will proclaim your word and will become a teacher. Kiko because all your commandments are righteous. Meaning King David now wants to go out and share his knowledge with everyone to tell everybody that um you know that that that, that God's word is true, it is righteous. Verse 173 Tihi yatcha le let my hand be ready to assist me, kifikodecha bacharti, for I have chosen your precepts. Again, because I have committed myself to your service, please reciprocate by assisting me, because I have chosen, I have exercised my free will and my choice, um, and I have consistently been bound by your. By your orders, Uh, a WhatsApp has just come in, and uh, somebody said that they would appreciate me explaining why did God create marijuana and tobacco. Well, with everything, there is a good and then there is a bad, and certainly we know now, um, in modern medicine, that all these drugs that have been abused and there are abuses and have been used for negative. Certain of these drugs are certainly medicinal and are able to assist people who um, are struggling with chronic diseases and with terminal diseases to ease their pain. So again, here um, is an example where God created marijuana. It's neither good nor bad. You can either choose it and lose it okay or you can choose it and it can have a healing and there there's actually a big push um overseas for certain of these drugs to be legalized through through obviously um the correct legislation because certain of these drugs will help ease people in states of 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 illness so again you can look at anything anything that god created um and it can be used for good and it can be used for not good. And that is all we can do. That's all we have to our disposal is our Bechirach of Shet, our, our ability to choose, to choose right from wrong, good from evil, etc., etc. So I hope, uh, Maria, that I answered your, your question. Verse hundred and seventy four reads Taafti Lishuatra Hashem, I I desire your salvation, Hashem, Vitaratha Shaashu I, and your Torah is my preoccupation. King David has said this many, many, many times. That his overriding concern in this world is that he gets the salvation of his spirit. Meaning he recognizes that in this world, he hasn't come here for a party. I, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And I know that there are times that people have like run, you know, surveys, stopping people in the street. Do you know, Do you know why you're alive? Do you know what you're doing? Why are you here? Have you got purpose? Where are you going? Are you achieving? Do you think that everybody's here for a holiday for 120 years and then just that's the end of that? King David understood that this world, as described in Pirkei Avot, is a prosdor, is a corridor for the world to come. We are just simply passing through. While 120 years might feel very long for us, okay, and mind you, with modern day, time is absolutely flying. It's like a fleeting moment. The truth is, and the understanding from a Judaism uh, point of view, is that this world is merely a corridor. We're coming from a spiritual world. We're coming from a world of souls. We had achieved certain things. And then, what God does is He takes our souls out of the treasury of souls he He, he um, envelops it, he embodies it with a physical body, and He says, "Right, now, for the next one hundred and twenty years, which is maybe two minutes a minute not not too much um in 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 the eyes of eternity, go down in this world, learn to make some choices learn to to, to, to you know to choose and to elevate." That which you have, because when you arrive in the world to come after 120, you will be far greater with a far greater sensitivity to godliness, and that's where you are. And this is really what King David is saying is that I know the only thing in this world that can really save my soul, that can be beneficial to me, is if I preoccupy myself. With the study of your Torah And I realize that only Torah can save my soul And that's why Your Torah is my preoccupation Um, And this has really been something That is the hallmark of a Jew Forever Wherever we found ourselves In whatever corner of the world We have found ourselves You will always find halls of study um, Where people are studying Torah Morning, noon, and night. Sometimes through the night. Okay, and whilst life, life was very tough, there were very uh, you know big decisions to make. We always, our preoccupation as the Jewish people is the study of Torah. You're listening to Robertson Adol Kazilski. Welcome back, and uh, we're going to be finishing up the last two, three verses of chapter 119. We're on chapter uh, verse 175. Techi nafshi uthalaleka. Let my soul live, and it will praise you. U'mishpatecha Yazreni, Let your judgments assist me. Basically, here King, King David um, is asking this request for life in this world. What he is saying is, let my soul recognize you alone as the true God. Even in this physical world Because recognition of God in this world Recognition of that which is true in this world Is the most eloquent form of praise to to, to Hashem So let my soul live So that it will be able to praise you Let your judgments assist me Meaning that um, King David Saw that when God judged him When God brought this alleged negativity bad to him it was actually there to a system and we've said it oh so many times that there god is good there is no bad in god and so when we perceive something bad happening to us we must go and try find the good within it because everything has a silver lining there's a reason god sends it. and god is emmet god is truth he won't send you something that you cannot handle Verse 176, last verse, reads as follow. Ta'iti kase Oved Bakesh abdecha. I have strayed like a lost sheep, and I'm seeking out your servant, lo shachakti, but I have not forgotten your commandments. The Midrash says the following. When a sheep is lost from the flock, or, a, or say a cow, strays from the herd who will search for whom does the sheep seek out the shepherd or does the shepherd seek out the sheep and the midrash replies certainly it is the shepherd who searches out for his lost sheep and so king david says to god he says to the holy one blessed be he master of the universe you are our shepherd, seek out your servants who have gone astray and gather us back into the fold. Ta'iti oved ba'kesh avdecha. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Please seek out your servant. This is a cry out to God. To have rachmonis on us. Come find us. Show us where we have gone wrong. And in fact, in Samuel, in the book of Samuel, in chapter 13, verse Fourteen, Samuel says, "Bikesh Hashem lo ish kl'vavo. Hashem is looking out for himself, a man after his own heart." This is when King David was going to be crowned as king, and King David said, at that point in time, "God examine my heart, and you will find that I am perfectly faithful to you. I follow you like an innocent lab, lamb." Th- that follows its master Please seek me and gather me into your fold And this really is very, very appropriate This last verse is a very, very appropriate verse Because it links up to the very, very first verse That we learned in chapter 119 Which I'm flipping to today um, Basically, the first verse reads <laughs> Praiseworthy are those whose ways are wholesome, are true, those who walk with the Torah of Hashem. So what was King David saying? He's saying, I've tried my best to remain as innocent, as trusting as a lamb, so I may walk with Hashem, and if I have failed and gone astray, I hereby declare, you know what? I'm a lost, I'm a forlorn sheep, and I needed to be guided back. And I further realize, and this is something we all should realize, is that the guidepost to the correct path, to the true path in Torah and its commandment is that we should enlighten our eyes. We should enlighten ourselves to Hashem's commandments. And he finishes off, Ki lo I have not forgotten your commandments. We know that when a sheep gets lost for a long time, the chances of finding that sheep are very slim. And the shepherd would probably give up hope that the sheep has gone and everybody gets lost. And also once the sheep has left the the herd, the sheep could could grow accustomed to its freedom and it could shun off human authority. When a sheep is recently lost, the odds are good that it will be found. And the shepherd still has hope in finding it. And he'll, he, 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 he continues his search, okay, and the sheep is still looking for the, and yearning for the security that the shepherd gives him, the protection that Hashem gives him. So what King David is saying, for a Jew, even though I've gone astray, I recognize that I am. I'm a veritable part of godliness. I'm, if I'm lost in this world, I'm recently lost. Remember, 120 years divided by eternity is an absolute drop in the ocean. He says, I haven't forgotten your voice. I remember it. I'm somewhere deep in the recesses of my subconscious. I remember that I'm connected to God. I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten you. And so Hashem, please come seek me out. Show me. The truth. Show me the path. And the, the truth is that God does come. God, God does come to, to, to our assistance many, many, many times, you know, and uh, it's us and our stupidity in not believing or not seeing, you know, what it is that God is doing for us. You know, there's a, a very funny but sad anecdote, I'm sure. About a man who was involved in a very, very big flood. Okay, and um, the the rains came, probably as we know today, a modern hurricane, and he had boarded up his house, and the, the 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 water came in and started flooding all the streets, and he cries out to, he cries out to God, 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 please help me, um, and. A couple of minutes later, a police car comes by, driving slowly through all the water that is now gathered on the streets with a microphone saying, anybody who needs any lifts, please, if you want to evacuate, evacuate. And they say that in front of the guy's house. And the guy shouts out, no, don't worry. I'm waiting for God to help me. Anyway, So the police car continues on its way and... Time passes, and five, six hours later, the water is even higher now, and now he can't open the door. He can't get out of his house, okay, and he's starting to get desperate, and he cries out to God, 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 please help me, please help me, and a short while later the the national sea rescue is going around in boats in 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 in, in you know rowboats trying to rescue people and they come by the guy and they knock they knock on his window with a oar and say come do you want to do you want to be rescued he goes no 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 don't worry about me god's coming to help me okay and they continue on rescuing other people now the flooding is becoming terrible it's 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 unbearable the the, the floodwaters is up to the top window, and this guy has absolutely no option but to climb onto the roof. And he puts out his hands up to heaven, God, please help me, please help me. Short while later, there is the air force that has come out with helicopters, and they come by and they say to him, come, we will rescue. And he goes, no, don't worry, God will rescue me and they see other people in distress and so they move on to the other people and eventually the floodwaters become so enormous the man drowns and passes away and he comes up to heaven and he says to god why did you do this to me i was such a i was a person that prayed so hard so many times i asked you to save me where were you you let me down god replied to him I came in a police car and then I came with the national sea rescue and I came with a helicopter and all three times you turned me down. That's the lesson. The lesson is, is that when we're making our choices, we must know that everything that we see, that we hear, God has put us there to hear. God is not going to come out and talk to us in a divine revelation. He's going to talk to us through nature. It's going to talk through to us through our circumstance. And it is our choice. And this is the only thing we have to choose which is right which is wrong and while we are doing that while we are you know interplaying there we're asking god please to save us to hear us to assist us in our endeavors in our job of moving forward and that ladies and gentlemen concludes shekhianovekimanu vehigianu lasmana zeh. we have completed we have arrived and completed uh, chapter 119, Chazak, Chazak, Venit Khazak, We are, should be strengthened and we should continue learning more. Please, God, on this uh, very spot, one to two on a Monday, we will be delving into further mystical tes- texts. I'm waiting for our dear Kathy to be back in her seat to discuss where we'll be moving from there. Please, God, tomorrow morning I will be back with her at quarter past eight talking about. Are we living in prophetic time? So remember, please stay tuned. Quarter past eight tomorrow, Tuesday, quarter past eight to half past eight. We have a redemption corner. We talk about the redemptive process. Um, and in the meantime, I wish everybody a wonderful week. Use the gift of Tehillim, the words of King David to inspire you, to allow you to sing praise, allow you to supplicate before God. And remember biggest choice and the only choice that you have is to choose good and in that good the way that you will see what is good is if you pursue the truth have a wonderful week